Hi everyone, thank you for joining me today. Today I'm going to share with you like this the, the news for this week. Uh, okay, so the first one is Las Mis is jumping into metaverse with VR boxing. And this news uh, is on theverge.com and the um, journalist is, um, yeah, it's written by uh, uh, Victoria Song. Okay, so uh, overall, the, the news is about um, there's a company, a really tech savvy company called Las Mills. And Las Mills, um, they just about to, actually, it's already launched. They launched their um, Body Compact VR uh, in the Meta Quest store, and it's $29.99. But um, I, I would say, like, um, I, I saw the trailer. It's very similar to Supernatural. Like, the, the beats and the, the, the feeling, it feels really like uh, Supernatural. But if you played uh, Supernatural VR, you can see, like, it's, it's more surrounded in a surrealist, surrealistic environment. However, in Las Mills, it's more like, I would say, more gamified feeling. So yeah, so if you had a chance, you can try it. And inside this VR, it has a lot of like a start from easy to difficult, like different levels of boxing classes. Right now, there are 25 training sessions um, from uh, multiple difficulties. So if you wanna try it, uh, feel free to try it. Pretty much, you, um, it's like a, you, you, you fight or you punch the beats floating approaching to you so there are a lot of uh, games that has this game mechanics but i would say that this is a interesting way to learn boxing okay so yeah so um um yeah any thoughts comments or like something you try um you know in the um vr fitness field yeah feel free to unmute yourself and share your thoughts <laughs> Hi, Emily. Hi. <laughs> can Hi. You hear, yes. Can you I hear can me hear. okay? Yeah, yeah I, I forgot I had the headset on last night, so I was trying to get it together. Um, I played with this at one of the um, game shows here in San Francisco, and it was fun. And you actually do feel the resistance. You actually get tired doing it. You know, wow. I, I have um, lymphedemia. I had breast cancer on my right hand and, you know, with the computers. And so I couldn't just keep doing it you know but you you could get a good physical workout mm. and I think they're giving them you know like they say give your grandma VR glasses now so that they can exercise <laughs> <laughs> this is very cool yeah I mean um I I, I try like a um a bunch of like a VR fitness you know apps and it yeah. it, it was really really inspiring I mean the interesting thing is that when I wear a headset and forget about I was in the VR space, I feel good. But when I take yeah. it out, I feel I start feel a little uh, dizzy. Dizzy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you have me. to be well hydrated and your ears, uh, you get this equilibrium. So you, you I work in clinical. So mm. I tell my patients because sometimes they have to watch even videos on their phone, you know, for training yeah. and they get dizzy. Then you have to chew gum. You know, oh. you have to keep your juices because if you're dehydrated, um, your eyes and focus starts to change. You oh, know? that's why. Like every time yeah, when or, I... Or have yeah. you been on a plane and you get an earache, you know? Yeah. 
yeah the, the pressure uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah I I, I, so, I I think when I do like a VR fitness there at at some point I would feel like my mind and my body was right. detached was detached like yeah. I was all about ready to fight but for some reason my body of yeah and it's and, an after yeah. effect it's an after yeah. effect um yeah. and it doesn't happen all the time if you're you're a little bit sick or or the air quality in the room isn't good you'll feel mm-hmm. it more mm-hmm. um so uh, you know i just don't want people to pass out when they're doing <laughs> if i'm running a clinical trial we got vr glasses i don't want them fainting you know yeah right right because because <laughs> in, in in the vr space i feel like my mind is living in that world but actually my physical body i feel less about my physical body when i am yeah. in um the vr world so yeah it's very interesting right. yeah and yeah. and I, I would say vr fitness is such a great topic because you know vr we all know that you know you are just like a, you know lazy and play games but VR fitness can actually help you to improve your health. So this is great combination. Yeah. Right. It, but again, you have to have it acceptable. And, and, you know, we don't want people getting sued because they, they have issues, you know, or break a, break a, an arm or something because they fall. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think it's, it's a good, and, and the games are getting way better. The technology, you know, we started, I uh, started testing Wii. Remember the old Wii units? Like, maybe oh yeah yeah ago. yeah like a long time I, ago I, I used those in a cancer center hmm. to get the women to stretch their arms out oh we did great. like little yoga things because when you have cancer you're like this like a wing hmm. and if they don't exercise their arm they'll never be able to extend it you know those oh. muscles have to be worked out as they're healing from all the scars and the radiation mm-hmm. so i started testing we as an exercise thing because that's all they had and so mm-hmm. now it's gotten better but i am looking at other vr games that you can do on your phone or on mm-hmm. your pc that still have a tactile response you know mm-hmm. even alexa like the weights now yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because of the issues with the vr glasses I'm hoping that with the G5 and more of a mesh network, your TV will have sensors, you know, your little ah. hubs will have more sensors and you won't have to wear these big old funky glasses. Yeah, yeah. I would say <laughs> that wearing those glasses really, you know, first it's heavy, right? It, even though it, they, they are trying to make it lighter, but it's still heavy. Yeah. And second, it's just like, you know, sometimes yeah. when you exercise the the, the glass will change and the focus point will change. So I feel right. dizzy. Yeah, yeah. The, the eyes where the eyes are gazing. And then the most horrible thing happens is when they're really into it. And hmm. if you have remote, you know, they're not plugged in, the battery yeah. dies. Oh, and then, and, yeah. and it's like, you know, at one point when I worked at Stanford, I had 60 pairs of Google glasses and none of them would hold a charge. The doctors <laughs> would throw them across the lab. You know? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes when I was too immersive in the, you know, exercise mm-hmm. and I across the, you know, my comfort zone and, yeah. you know, I saw the reality and then I, I stand back, you know, a lot of stuff need to be rendering and sometimes, you know, I need to reset the entire thing. I, right. I just have to be inside my comfort bus- bubble and that bubble is very small. Now, now is this game I missed the first part I was fumbling around is this game built on the unity platform or the uh, the unreal 
I don't really know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, if you can see, let me share with you. Like, because uh, I'm looking for plugins. Store. You know, I think your your next talk is going to be Unreal. So I didn't know if you were focused. Oh, I, I actually, it's not Unreal. I, I Unity. mean, on Unity. Yeah, Unity. yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, in the future, probably uh, we will have more Unreal class. Right now, it's just me, so it's Unity. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to take classes on both, and oh, what happens I is I get confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would <laughs> they're, say they're similar, yeah. but um, I'll show. I think when you have David, my boss, you'll see what we're doing with with um, oh yeah. five, and he's he's like been doing vr stuff since the beginning of time so wow you can ask amazing. him about that too yeah um, that's great that's and, great. and so i get my chops from him but i'm the health geek you know I, i'm trying <laughs> to get funding and and projects restarted since COVID. a lot of stuff just kind of is is hanging loose at stanford mm. uh, because uh, we can't have access to patients and we can't have access to the labs like we used to come oh. and go anytime we want now you have yeah. to make a reservation and hope the security guard is there to let you in you know wow. take your temperature you know? <laughs> wow wow yeah I, I mean because of covid i think everything needs to we need to put in the cloud instead of you know physical place because yeah, yeah everything yeah. I it's, find a, out it's that, a different yeah. it's a different operation and it's you know, you think you're going to plan a whole week and do X number of things. And they say, no, no, we're on lockdown again. Nobody, nobody's come, come in, you know. And so it's yeah. like, okay, call me when you're ready. I'm home, you know. But in the meantime, I'm trying to learn these different things. I really believe that the gaming platforms mm. are, uh, and also I've been working with folks at NVIDIA, you know, because they're all here in, in San Francisco. Mm. Uh, the performance of the new NVIDIA chips and um, PCs and monitors are really hot and making it's, it's like you get so excited when you get a new system, you know, it's like, wow, yeah, you yeah. Know? and can I afford it? But um, I know people that have them and, you know, they just can operate so much better and faster mm -hmm. instead of waiting or having to, you know, fight with windows and do all this stuff, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, um, every time when I see there's something new in VR or XR or metaverse, or I don't know, right now, NFT is included in my radar right now before it was outside of my radar. But now I find out that you see everything is uh, merged together, right? 5G, um, um, blockchain or, you know, uh, cryptocurrency, right? Everything is like coming right, along. Right. And and, and yeah. you're in Southern Cal where it's coming at you in all different directions. That's why, you know, I get some and you get some and we'll put our heads together. <laughs> Who's our buddy here? Dan, you want to chime yeah, in? Dan, do you wanna, yeah, Dan, do you want to? Yeah, it's all two girls and we need guys' opinion. <laughs> we, we need your take. <laughs> hey. <My tea. laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little new to the uh, metaverse stuff, I guess. I, I I've been drawing award shows in 3D. Wow. So I, I've been coming from the architectural uh, CAD side and mm -hmm. Revit and all of that and thinking, no, we need to actually blend that into the gaming engines. So I've, I've worked in television, I've worked in theme parks, programming uh, uh, rides 
and uh, designing theme parks. Wow. So, that's uh, exciting. So, I mean, uh, uh, built for speed. You know, I, I'd love to be one of your testers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Emily is the <laughs> coolest Just those roller grandma. coasters and those little vehicles. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a speed junkie. You know, my first husband was a German automotive engineer. So we had five cars that we could race around tracks. You know, I yeah. missed that. <laughs> Yeah, Emily is the coolest grandma ever. <laughs> well, I'm a product of Silicon Valley. And actually, I built dune buggies. Uh, my grandmother lived in Baja in Mexico. And I used to build dune buggies in Phoenix, Arizona, and send them, take them to Baja and sell them there at the beach and pay for my college. So uh, I grew up with cars. But Dan, um, the um, both platforms for Unity and for... Um, uh, Epic Unreal have architectural. Yeah. So what I, what I've been working with is yeah. uh, uh, I'm a uh, user of Vectorworks for the last uh, since 1997 or so. Mm, okay. So that's been all of my data infused 3D meant for that. But I've been able to render, do my CAD, and do walkthrough drawings, and they've had cloud sharing kind of you know things of that nature. So. Now I'm uh, working with Twin Motion, which has brought me into yeah. uh, to Epic, right? Right and doing, up, yeah. <laughs> doing amazing stuff with that, and um, yeah. And what I've been really my my last position was product manager for RE Lighting and for Sky Panel. So mm -hmm. I've been into the XR stages and uh, 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 the rest of the virtual production. So what I've been really working on is bidirectional lighting communication between the gaming engine and rock and roll lighting consoles and wow. architectural lighting controllers That's so that great. I can Very cool. work basically do yeah events so, within so the maybe game, going maybe you can give us a talk <laughs> yeah yeah can, can I invite on lighting <laughs> yeah can I invite you like be one of our speaker because we have like a um speaker event online every Saturday so well, I can I'm, send I, you yeah I, I'm really very very new to the gaming engine stuff guys so I, I'm I'm, you know, getting all of my FBX updates and imports <laughs> and I'm connecting well, all my dots and all that other stuff, but well, I'm basically alone in my apartment until I start working with some other people. <laughs> right. Well, well, lighting is a whole science to itself, you know, and, and I also, um, again, being the chip geek that I am, my first job was with Intel back in the 70s, you know, when it was a startup. Uh, so I've always kept my, my feelers out on, on the, the chip side. Um, but ambient lighting, who's here in Santa Cruz, cl close to where I live, uh, is working on things um, where you use the fluorescent light or other lights as, as a wireless operation. So in the, in the operating room, for example, you could have over 100 devices that are monitoring, filtering air, all these sensors, alarms, you know, blood pressure machines, all this. And like I said, they, you have to have 10 million, it's like spaghetti factory, you know, all the wiring and then the batteries and all this. So the ambient lighting has like little solar things and they charge, they charge wow. the units and keep them consistent. And then if you have a power failure, they have a backup um, way of, of keeping it going. So you could have like a mobile lab, you know, a, a, an RV, say, that is like a mini hospital, you know, in, if we had a big earthquake or, you know, some some other disaster type thing. So it's really cool stuff. And they they know lighting. I mean, it's like, wow, I didn't know lighting was <laughs> such a science. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> can be. <laughs> and, and then for the imaging, you know, all these new VR stuff for brain surgeries and modeling, you know, um, different tumors and all of this, they also consider lighting uh, as a big thing. You, you have to kind of know your stuff before you can integrate that into those apps. So well, I, I didn't realize how important lighting was. <laughs> well, I, my last company was with RE, which is a German company, which also has an entire medical division with its cameras and its, and its division uh, uh, overseas. Yes. Yeah, that's it's cool stuff. But, you know, I don't have I, I'd have to be 200 years old to learn all that stuff and then figure out how to use it. So I, I have to go to, to gurus like you and Dominic to learn this stuff and just enough to be dangerous. You know, <laughs> That's super cool. That's super cool. Yeah, cool, cool. Let's move on to the next one. OK, so next news uh, is uh, Mozilla is retrieving its VR version of Firefox. And then they are, you know, kind of, I would say, outsourcing other team to build another new platform called, um, 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 where is that? Um, it's like the, the new company uh, is called Igalia. And then hmm. they have another set of, of uh, platform called uh, oh, Warvik's, Warvik, Warvik. So it's it's interesting that we know that Firefox or Mozilla or you know they they kind of per, got purchased by Microsoft, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then yeah, and they start you know their you know like the the journey, and we all know that Mozilla is really good at you know WebXR right, and with its hub, but actually right now they are retrieving, they are removing uh, you know their app from MetaQuest. And then uh, they will launch um, the new uh, browser called Wolvik. I mean, I don't know, like, uh, you know, you, you change all the names and it's a little <laughs> Just, and It's so hard to remember. It, it so. keeps the, the copy, the, the trademark lawyers busy. They make money off of that stuff. Yeah, um, right. What's I'm, I'm wondering because Microsoft also bought Activision, you know. Um, yeah, for, yeah, for a bazillion dollars. Yeah, if this is kind of a move to make those things play together, you know what mm. I mean? Because Activision to me is like, yeah, it's been around, but it mm. doesn't compare. You know, they're they're in they're floundering compared to Unity and and mm. um, and Epic. So I'm wondering if this is like Microsoft stuff, where it's trying to merge and get everybody to play in their garden. And yeah. and I know Microsoft and Mozilla. Because I used to sell, you know, turn, uh, turnkey web. I always mm -hmm. sold Mozilla as the browser with the turnkey apps mm -hmm. back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. they're, they're like the enterprise go-to at that time. And they've mm -hmm. kind of nurtured a lot of legacy, old, mm -hmm. old, even people that have old NXT systems and all that, they run Mozilla, you know, because yeah, it wow. works. <laughs> you, know, you don't yeah. have all this fluff stuff from Microsoft Explorer, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm wondering if that's kind of the move, you know, if I were queen of Microsoft, I'd say, okay, guys, you guys get in a room and make this play so we can, you know, m compete with the other big game plays. Yeah, you see like Microsoft to become the third largest game platform, right? Because they buy Activision and Blizzard, right? And yeah. so you see like it's getting larger and larger and a lot of like, I think, I, I forgot the name, but Halo or not really Halo, but uh, Call of Duty or some other 
um, you know, games, they become, <laughs> you know, uh, part of the free um, Xbox Pass, right? They have like a subscription model, right? So mm-hmm. um, you see like HoloLens, right? It's the, mm-hmm. the gargoyle. And right. then you see the Xbox, it's the platform, right? Mm-hmm. And now they, 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 they've already got the browser, right? And they, you see like all those stuff, they are combining together. You see game, right? Uh, device and, uh, you know, like platforms. So yeah, so I would say, yeah. And yeah, it's very interesting that they changed the name that it's so hard to remember. I have to take a look. <laughs> I I practice a lot before this meeting, but I, I still forget. You see, like oh, I, <laughs> I I can see people calling it Iggy and Wilson. yeah, you know they're going to give it some TikTok name. It's not yeah, it's like Bobic Bobic. Who will remember Bobic. this name? It I feel like too Bob- ger- it sounds too German, and German trademarks they 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 don't carry like- in other like Japan and Asia, you know, <laughs> too hard yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Firefox, even though, you know, Firefox is still, you know, at the beginning, if you first time learn it, it you, you will forget. But since this this mark is, you know, like it's a, a fox on fire. So I still remember Firefox. But right. this and, and that started, like I said, back in like 1992, you know, yeah. people, it was like one of the first icons and first branding. So yeah. so it's like by default. But the new name, Wovic and Igalia or whatever, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think it's going to stick my, myself. People are going to know what it is, but they're going to call it Iggy or something like that. Yeah. And it's like a Firefox. I feel like. Get your Iggy browser. <laughs> yeah, very, very bizarre. And uh, yeah, I, I, I rather, you know, they kind of relaunch their Firefox, right? Instead of trying to change the name. And, you know, this name is like, yeah, we need to deal with name and, you know, like in the future. But yeah, it's just like they, they kind of change their, their name of platform and kind of, you know, remove I Firefox. Wonder what, I wonder what their logo is going to look like. It's going to look like the VW, you know, the Germans have hand signals for VW. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like it's like a Las Vegas or something very weird. Like, right. yeah, 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 I don't know. Yeah, it's their strategy. And probably, you know, they have something coming up. So, yeah. Stay so, tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, they, everything just keep changing okay so yeah so this is the mozilla news another news is that um it's on tv tech um comcast the nbc universal they will provide 150 hours of live 8k uh resolution vr coverage of the 2022 winter olympics mm-hmm. by nbc olympic vr yeah by uh by Xfinity app. Oh, Xfinity. Yeah. Okay. Xfinity right. app. Yeah. Right. So this is a very interesting, you know, you see like right now, um, not only people are trying to look up the Olympics or some sports game on the 2D flat screen, but now you see everything is going to VR and it's 8K minimal because uh, imagine like, a, you know, so many dots, like, uh, HD is not enough to cover the entire 360 area. And 4K is the minimum, right? And then 8K is kind of like, okay, it, 
it should be fine. It's not. Yeah, they're going to make it 3D like the snow's hitting you in the face. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like the snow throw some snow. <laughs> yeah. So you see the like, resolution is star from 8K. So I feel like, wow, you know, like 5G probably can cover it. And I, I feel like that. Yeah. And it's live, right? Uh, it's live coverage. So yeah. Yeah. Of live, right? So 150 hours. So I... I think this probably in the future will become a norm, right? So in the future, you probably don't need to sit on the sofa, watch TV, right? You will wear the headset, right? And you will surround it uh, by 360 um, immersive. Right, right. That, that's the mesh network that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. They, they announced things in at CES in January, mm -hmm. but it hasn't gotten out. Even if you try and order them, you know, the VR glass out, they're back ordered. Mm -hmm. There's a supply chain issue and distribution. You know, they could be sitting in, in Long Beach, haven't been unloaded yet. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then uh, I think you are probably like more familiar with the media stuff. Do you want to share your <laughs> thoughts? Uh, well, I'm still a person that wants to sit in my chair. And uh, I did, in fact, work on the Olympics in Salt Lake. Wow. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah, sitting on top of my television. So I'm still one of those guys who would like to sit and watch the Olympics normally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was the um, I was the assistant lighting designer for the Olympics in Salt Lake and in Athens. Wow. Um, and I produced wow. the lighting blueprints for the ceremonies. Wow. Yeah. So what, what do you see about like if people want to shoot like a VR experience and live and uh, streaming on the app? What do you well, see? Well, like you audience? were talking about concerts because that to me is like, you know, it used to be you go to a concert like here in San Francisco and the, the day they announced it, that it would be sold out. And you were, mm -hmm. you know, you were SOL. So yeah. now it's like they're virtual. You know, you can, yeah, you can go in person yeah. and pay money. You know, I mean, but it, virtual, all this you can reminds get in. Me of, yeah, it reminds me of the year 2000. We were doing a lot of these like fiber links of, you know, rehearsals.com, mm -hmm. where you had your, you know, band members who were practicing and, you know, rehearsing an album and a lot of like the get back of what you're seeing with the Beatles people were saying, oh, well, we've got all these rehearsal studios that we could actually get a fiber feed in. And, you know, if someone's playing at the House of Blues in L.A., we could put up a screen and, uh, you know, virtually beam that guy into New Orleans mm -hmm. at the same time. And we set it all up and we did it. And not a single person was interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because I mean, the bandwidth was so bad. <laughs> well, I don't know if the bandwidth is bad, but I mean, we... the the fiber was there. The cameras were there. The high, the high def of it enough was there to make it believable. But mm -hmm. I still believe very much. I'm a very theater person. So I always see that virtual reality is trying to pretend to be theater. <laughs> We've had theater all this time. Um, right. 
welcome to our world is my my opinion well, well um, you're, t you're talking to a flower child here and i'm in you know santa cruz now so you know we have people just get together in parks and start jamming and you don't know you know some famous guy or gal could come in and joan baez is having a picnic let's go check her out you know <laughs> so. I, I, I miss live music like nobody's business i yeah. really wish that that was the case in the lot and and concerts have been so problematic for you know crowd control and such so mm -hmm. i think a lot of what the virtual reality things that i've been talking with with the people down here of you know it's the permissions issue if we're going to have something that is enclosed into an arena space or a theme park space where people are signing away some sort of rights to go in and work with something that has been designed for this space versus the outdoors and the streets wow. and the, the the businesses that people walk in and out of every day yeah. um, i've been thinking more along those lines because of the lighting designer from a theme park perspective mm -hmm. of well you could really design very interesting particular environments meant for arenas meant for stadiums and such of that nature um if we could start to understand three dimensions and and location so like what I've been mostly interested in is pixel mapping and organizing LED across spaces for live shows, concerts and stadium events and things of that nature. So what I'm very interested in is the video game aspect <clears throat> because there's been a lot of 3D that's been in the lighting and production world, but it's been a dead end. It's been the 3D environment that the lighting guys make for them you know because they've got a concert and they want to see what it looks like they want to program it. but now we can hand it off and start putting it into other environments into fortnite into you know all these other things so i i think that's completely mm -hmm. fascinating and it's what hollywood needs to be doing so i'm getting my hands dirty in all those aspects that i can you know, find it yeah, I, I paid, I guess it was around Christmas time, I asked my grandson what he wanted, and I, I charged it on my visa, and he explained to me it was a virtual concert, and he sent me some screenshots, some things he took on the phone, where it was like 5,000 people, all simultaneous connectivity, that's that's what got me interested in this, in this stuff, and I said, oh, yeah, I got to learn about this before I go to CES, um, and uh, I, I guess, you know, they have these virtual concerts where the performers like 50 feet tall and they have these virtual little avatars that are the audience and people are chatting and, you know, pinging each other and and uh, all of this and the graphics and all of the lighting effects, all that were, were cool. You know, I, I didn't get to see it. I just got, saw screenshots and he told me about it and I go, wow, I didn't even know that stuff existed. And well, what's great is that it's there, the, the industry has now adopted standards so that the 3D objects of the actual lights are the 3D objects in the gaming environment, and they're taking the exact same signals. Mm. So you could actually like fork a signal from the lighting console and send mm -hmm. it to real lights and send it to the virtual lights at the same time. So now I've been trying to like take triggers from the other side. So if there's something inside the game that comes back, then we can do something in reality from the game or mm -hmm. vice versa. 
Right. Um, um, ha have you ever heard of a, a stuff called me? No, no, um, something like from Marvel, right? Mission something. Marvel, Marvel Studio. Uh, they have a theme park, Marvel Mission. Let me see. Well, the new um, Disney park. I I was something. able to design a, a Marvel park in Dubai um oh. for uh avengers age of ultron ride a spider-man ride a hulk ride nice. and then i also did a uh uh avengers um uh kind of an agents of shield experience that was for uh, uh discovery centers and was touring and i think that i think it's in vegas now so so um, you so you have a cape now you're a superhero <laughs> your power <laughs> is lighting <laughs> Hey. Uh, yeah. No, I did actually the, the the Age of Ultron ride in in Dubai was actually quite fun. You had to put on the 3D glasses. You're going through a ride, and like they would throw a fireball across the room, and I would put LED into the laps of the people on the ride and on the ground, mm -hmm. so that when you're watching the movie, the light was coming out of the screen and was hitting the ground and such. So you know it when Thor would teleport down. He would come in with his bifrost blue, and I would put that into the laps of the people of the car, so that when they're watching the movie, there's interaction of you know that, and wow. just thinking that in and getting in the time code for all that was fascinating and a lot of fun to do. Yeah, little touches. yeah. Marvel Mission. Um, when I was in AWE event uh, last year. It seems like um, it's a AR VR uh, puzzle game um, combined with you know escape room. So for example, you will be inside the um, Spider Man's room, like teenager mm -hmm. Spider Man's room, and you know you are locked in the physical place, and you are in the actual room. So you see the bed, you see the this desk, right? And you need to use AR, VR to figure out what's the clue, right? With your team and you need to get out of the room. And mm. then they have like, a, you know, they it's, it's like a theme park, but combined with AR and VR. Mm. And uh, so when you enter, you can, you know, go to different rooms and, you know, do the escape room game. And then once you finish, there's a physical store. So you can purchase physical stuff. So mm. I personally think this is kind of like a, I don't know, for me, it's like a future theme park, right? It's not, you, you go there and you are passively uh, receiving all the entertainment, but you are, it's like a video game, but combined with the AR, VR, and it's not actual totally inside VR, but you are actually physically visit that theme park. So mm -hmm. I find out it's very intriguing that, you know, it's not because, Lavoy, the difference between it and Lavoy is that they actually set up the, the room. And the void is that you 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 wear like a super cool VR headset and they throw you into a you know into a room and you didn't even know what the room looks like. But this one is kind of like you know the combination between AR VR theme park and yeah, I, I, I kind of think it's a hybrid combination and it's very cool and um, I don't know, for me, I feel like it's really immersive, even though I need to go to that physical place, but 
I feel pretty cool because you know, like all the creativity and all the you know, use the technology to 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 create another layers of the theme park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Dominic. If I again the geek in me, <laughs> uh, Disney has a research center, and they mm-hmm. actually fund. Uh, engineers to go and then they patents create patents Mm -hmm. so we had a little virtual congratulation party to a friend of mine that worked on this latest Disney patent and I and it's public record I can send you the link Mm -hmm. where they now have patents for this kind of room operation for virtual reality Mm -hmm. without the VR glasses um, and I'm sure there's some lighting stuff in there. It's a it's a long patent, but I, you could read like the first page. I sent you a short clip of the summary, hmm. and it would be cool if you could get somebody from Disney to come and talk about their yeah right. Kind of I, I mean, I, site. You know, yeah. I can ask this guy, but he he's like probably Dan. He travels around the world, and he's got kids and family, and yeah, you yeah. know. But he's he's a super guy, and so he's been working on this patent for like four or five years and wow. we miss our pizza and beer parties, you know, so we just had a yeah. Zoom meeting. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like, you know, after COVID, my entire life, the only time that I can social is right now. And I'm socialing, even though I am like in the meeting and it feels like a job interview right now. But I mean, um, no. I feel like I'm... <laughs> This is your virtual coffee shop, you know, because <laughs> it's a yeah, the coffee. I'm Everyone has eating my fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's very interesting that I I miss you. You know, every time when I see you know the actual store, actual people hanging out with like a real avatar, right? Our flash real avatar. I'm really envy of the old time, right? You mm-hmm. see, like people sit together, even wear masks, but it feels good, right? Yeah, I'm I'm Latina. I'm a hugger. And I miss yeah. not being able to hug people. You, you, you know? you Even can. when I worked at Intel, I used to hug my distributors. Yeah, and people, people would say, why do you do that? I says, because they love me. Yeah. <laughs> and, they'll take, and they'll give me orders. <laughs> yeah, right now, I think your fist bone is the, the, right. the, the, the biggest. Or you're in a mask, yeah. you can't see if they're smiling or, or making, yeah. making fun of it's you. It's so you know? hard to <laughs> Sticking their tongues out. <laughs> Even though if you are in a big event, such as last, last year, I went to uh, AWE. I feel like a, since everyone covered the entire face, I don't know who is who, and right. people just play their phone, right, or laptop, and nobody is really talking unless it's their team, right? So right. It's no, I impossible. had to train myself to put my hands in my pocket so I'd stop hugging people, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. I kind of walk around my hands in my pocket, you know? And sometimes I will, like, is that that person? But because of the, you know, like the, um, you, you only show like a, like eyes. Know, like a the, eyes, right? It's like a Muslim, right? Yeah. So I, 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 it's hardly to know who is who. Yeah. 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 Um, well, we, we're, I think we're social animals and, and you can't just have tech. You can't just live isolated. You have to have the social contact, you know, mm. and, and, and with nature, you have to experience nature too. Yeah. Um, Dan, I wanted to ask you, if you were king of the universe, because you're you have all this technical expertise, what obstacles would you want to to alleviate to make this stuff you know more interoperable or more affordable or more reliable? You know, with little pearls of wisdom. 
Um, I'm not, I'm not sure yet. You know, I, I, what I love about this is that like, um, it's reminding me of what got me into computers in the first place. Like they, they, I did a lot of, uh, uh, drawings that were 3d models but they were dead they didn't they weren't alive you know and and if you think in terms of like architecture or making a a 3d model of a building that for a long time those were just really dead and to see actual like walking people walking through your designs are actually quite fascinating and for me i think of it in terms of um uh when I first started coding, like when I was young, I had an Atari 800 and my right. <laughs> dad, my dad gave me the bite magazine and told mm-hmm. me to type in those uh, games in the back of the, the magazine. Right. And really like, after I did that, I was like, well, do I want to be more of a coder or do I want to go into theater? And it's interesting that I went into theater and I started making models of shows using architectural software to make architectural versions of shows within those buildings and so now it's like well okay i've been working in an architectural form all this time but now we're all not doing that anymore we're all video game makers and the theater designers and the scenic designers are actually level makers for video games Mm-hmm. you know and it's like oh wow there's a whole market there where we've been kicking the theater majors but they're actually the people who are going to be building all the levels like everybody else for the video games all this time and so suddenly i kind of see there's an entire market that's now opened up for a very old market to to merge into and suddenly my models are the same as their models and assets are assets and you know that i think is quite fascinating um what I'm not fascinated by is the lack of production and the overturning of load ins and loadouts and hanging lights and all the rest of it. The virtual reality XR stages are taking a hammer to uh, productions and to production people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to see all of us who've been working all this time continue to work <laughs> right so, yeah um, i think that's um, my two cents well yeah. i I, yeah. I really feel that there's going to be a parallel universe like i said i i don't want real theater to die but by the same token i don't want to miss out or let's say i'm disabled and in a wheelchair that i can't go to a rock concert you know or a jazz concert yeah. you know i want it i want it um <clears throat> um immortalized so that I can watch it conveniently you know maybe it's a pay-per-view type of thing I can put my little avatar and pretend you know that Emily the the cool hippie gal is still there you know yeah. <laughs> whether it's know, I, glasses I, or interactive tv you know <laughs> yeah I, I I don't know I I've been looking you know I I watch you know the Boba Fett's and all the the XR stages you know very very closely on how it looks and how they're kind of going at it and I kind of think that everyone's kind of uh, fascinated by the algorithm at the moment but they're not actually painting their pictures anymore and um, so I think that's the thing that I kind of think that there's maybe a little bit of backlash to a lot of this VR stuff and we just need some more just straight up art like we used to have. 
Yeah, yeah um, I, I don't want it to be where it's so homogenized that they're just like this. You're seeing the same old, same old, you know. Well, and that's what I think I'm seeing. I think I see, you know, a character standing on a stage and he's got some rocks behind him and then there's a video wall behind him. <laughs> and yeah. basically all the shots are basically set up that way because that's how the technology, you know, looks good. Right. But um, it's starting to look like, you know, foreground, midground LED wall, you know, mm -hmm. a lot. Right. Yeah. So, um, um, ha have you ever been to VR Burning Man? Oh, well, sure. Well, yeah. I've been to Burning Man and I know uh, <laughs> Athena very well. That's how I uh, uh, connected with this. Oh, and, and Athena. Yeah, yeah. Cause... Athena and I, I was the lighting designer for Surf Bazaar. Oh, with, with yeah, Athena. yeah. Because because um, you, you were talking about, you know, the, the, the events or lighting. And I was thinking about, yeah, because she was one of our speakers. And, you know, like in her event, I find out that it's amazing that, you know, like she... She used the Burning Man guideline to apply to the metaverse uh, yeah. guideline, and um, yeah, the community stuff. That's really important. Yeah, it yeah. will, and and I'm reading more and more about that, about the kind of barrier and the kind of harassment that people could have in these yeah. environments, and how yeah. quickly that could take place. That's mm -hmm. that's yeah, it's mm -hmm. very important. Very important. Yeah, yeah. I I would say that because just like Athena said that every avatar, virtual avatar, there's a real soul living there. So uh, whatever we do, respect people or the role in real world, we should also, you know, um, bring or, you know, respect as well as, you know, every virtual avatar, right? Because there's a soul living yeah. in that avatar. Yeah. No, I read that. That was a, a disturbing article yesterday about Facebook and a woman uh, that was on there within minutes was right. harassed. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, actually, like, a few weeks ago, we have a Zoom trolling. And yeah, I, remember yeah. that that was horrible. Yeah, we had to so, end the session and kick everybody out, and come back in. <laughs> yeah, and I accidentally kicked somebody else out. So I, I apologize. But it feels like, um, you know, in, in physical world, if someone do something, you you see it, right? And you ask the person out, it's easy. But for the virtual, right? If someone, and you know, I Google it, it's so easy to troll in Zoom because there's like a Zoom, like a V2 or something <laughs> app up, uh, down there. And there were a lot of like teenagers teaching people uh, online how to troll into like some boring lecturing, you know, some school. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, teachers math class, right? And then once they got the URL, they can, you know, jump in and do whatever and start, you know, um, you know, calling out people or something and mess up the class. And it's, you, you see like, does there any role or regulation or can we sue that person? And <laughs> it, it's so hard to catch the virtual, you know, appear and disappear and anonymous right once you get your url they can do whatever and you see like even zoom i report that suspicious people to zoom but next time maybe he or she use the different you they know just create a new id yeah um, i work with two groups uh, here um the open voice network uh where we're trying to even just correlate who's doing what in voice, okay, actual 
human voice interactions, chat box, IVRs, hmm. metahumans, like what I'm trying to do, hmm. all that stuff uh, to, to create uh, best practices and guidelines and then run those to um, expand, you know, the EDPU. Hmm. I personally was involved way back when um, California started doing the Consumer Protection Act because I worked in healthcare hmm. and we had regulations that were very hard to, to implement. And then I wanted to do remote patient monitoring, which didn't really exist. I had to get permission. Hmm. And now we have telehealth, you know, hmm. so they had to change the laws just so we could do telehealth. Yeah. So uh, my goal is to write these guidelines and go to Sacramento because yeah. they're dying. They're, they're, they're asking, you know, what are the best practices? What are the, the laws that need to be changed? They can't keep up with this stuff. You look at the laws right now, and all they talk about is call centers, you know, and phone spam. You know, well, that's, <laughs> that's like a little drop in the virtual voice thing. And then we talk about synthetic voices, you know, people stealing your voice and you know, they used it on like the gal that, you know, they stole her voice and used it on TikTok. She never got paid. She had to sue. Yeah. Disney had issues with, you know, doing things with their stars or their contract voice players, mm -hmm. things like that. So that everybody, they're stakeholders. And then from a user perspective, you know, Alexa listening, Google selling your data, selling your voice print, all that stuff, there's no laws to protect you. So yeah. again, that's why I'm in this space. I'm not a gamer, mm -hmm. but I'm learning the infrastructures and, you know, kind of trying to put the guardrails. You'll see when you talk to David about our human meta things, because people will fall in love like they've done in China and Japan. They'll fall in love with their avatars. Oh, yeah. They'll tell you anything and everything. They get married, you know, like I saw exactly. like a Japanese guy, so, like a married So how do you, how do you, have those guardrails you know i'm the jiminy cricket said let the conscious be your guide you know if you want to have scammers come in and you know fake you know just do evil things or even give you a heart attack you know <laughs> from from the obscenities or or the fear you know because yeah. they're like trolling you constantly with every device yeah. you know what are we going to do about this so it's a it's a arduous process but we have to start with best practices and industry, you know, mm. what works, what works where. We don't want yeah. Facebook to own it all where we have to, you know, live by their laws and, and their prices and their monopolies. Uh, we have to have open platforms and different communities. I think people, especially the younger generation, they're not afraid to speak up. You know, I, I would kind of go to some of these Apple shows or Amazon shows and just bite my tongue say you assholes you realize what you're doing you know you say you're going to have games for kids and there's no consent you know <laughs> you know so instead of just hitting them over the head with fines and warning letters I want to have best practices and have a grass community spokespeople even like what Dan was saying, you know, to protect the rights of the of, of the theater and the lighting staff and all of the work that goes into that, you know, that, that they just can't, can't say, no, we don't have that anymore. We're just going to do CGI, you know, and you have no, no value. No, that's wrong. Well, well, I, I think it, what I'm seeing is, is that they've got these stages and they've got basically the HDRI dome of the sky that has been mapped to the lights that are over the top. They've got the CGI background that's in the LED wall. 
And when the crew shows up, they're like, okay, well, you're on stage A, go. You know, there's, go, go do your thing, it's done, you know? Right, and, right. And so there's, I think a lot of people must be kind of feeling like their hands are quite tied going in there going okay well how does this work and okay well i guess that's okay and when people are saying well you know that's accurate because the algorithm is telling you that the light it looks like that and it's like well but it, we're still painting a picture right right you know but but it is it is a business it is an industry and let's say that that you own um a character uh and and you're cloned or you are you are a famous person or you are even your own creative thoughts are stolen and I think that's why they're trying to do all this NFT stuff but even the NFTs you need to have regulations you need to have those guidelines and other countries are way ahead of us in the technology and in a lot of cases even they don't have you know pertinent laws Japan does a lot of stuff for seniors but their health care is tied to their government so the government sets the bar you know, um, there I've, I've been in and reviewed clinical studies where you can't go in to see a COVID doctor if you if you have COVID. You have to interact with an avatar to do the symptoms to see if you're if you have an emergency. You know, because these these countries were just slammed so much. They have more seniors than they do healthcare workers. So you have to be screened by an avatar, an interactive conversation before you get an appointment to go into the hospital, you know, mm. or they come and get you and take you to the hospital. Well, I spent, I spent nine months in Dubai during COVID and to see the changes and differences between governments and, and, and hospitals and just attitudes and everything else is uh, amazingly dramatic. Uh, right. So, so I'm looking at that model here. We are, you know, doing a metaverse reboot because the metaverse stuff, you know, we were, like you said, we were hacking around with this stuff back in the nineties, you know, <laughs> after we got off of modem couplers, you know, we started getting fiber <laughs> T1 and T3 lines um, that we hadn't figured it out. And the U S is got, you know, I call it the financial and the political layer that you have to get through. So I look at the best practices in the UK, Germany, Australia, these other countries and try and formulate these docs, you know, documentations that we're trying to do at Open Voice Network. So you, you can check us out, uh, openvoicenetwork.org. You can see some of the forums. And if uh, I'm Emily Troutner, CCRA on LinkedIn, if you want particular info I can direct you because I think it's people like you or the younger generation which are voice and digital first that are going to need these laws and have to live by them you know yeah that's uh, and actually make money off of them I I was lucky I worked at Intel I made money there I'm still living off the stock you know I I have a lot of contacts all my old managers or cap venture capitalists or successful businesses but young kids today there's so much competition and they're just hired as contractors they don't have a longevity you know they don't they're gig workers and they don't get money to pay their pensions to, to they have to have three jobs just to try and buy a house it's crazy Yep. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, actually, we hit our time mark for today's event. I, I love that today's discussion is just like a, we will have another meeting like four minutes later. So, so yeah, so I, I, I love the discussion and that's hold and maybe we can discuss next week.
Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Cool. We'll, cool. We'll, we'll see you on the Unity thing. I have to, <laughs> we have to switch switch uh, things. I'm going to try and do two computers so you can talk and then I can try and do stuff on the other side. <laughs> cool. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Dan. Thank you, folks. Yeah. Thank pleasure you. meeting you, Dan. Thank you for sharing yeah. all of nice your experience you. and keep up the good work. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Good to meet you both. Yeah. Bye. Cool. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.